<laughs> I left my phone and not uh, the ladies' bedroom. And, <laughs> man, it would be funny if I just pulled a 180 on you and was like, guys, I'm gay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just tried it out for the first time. It's pretty good, dude. It was, yeah, you really, you were, you guys should divorce your wives. I'm telling you, you are missing out. The way that Brett refers to his his girlfriend, it's like the ladies' bedroom. It sounds like you like some lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> you hooked up with like a forty year old lady, and you're like, yeah. I mean, the one like this a divorcee. Week. <laughs> well, you know, as the main gentleman caller in her life, uh, uh, yeah. I think uh, it's an appropriate word choice. I, you know, you haven't we, we haven't said the word girlfriend boyfriend yet, so I, mm-hmm. you know, you always right. are, you're always. But it's safe to say we're probably careening towards those terms. Maybe she hasn't said it because she's a 41-year-old social studies teacher. And she doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to be called the lady. <laughs> I'm just, I have no idea who she is. I'm just joking. All right. Don't, don't worry. Wait, I'm not going to get offended. Dude, she's not actually 41, guys. Don't fall I'm just, I was for the, for the listeners. For the listeners. I don't want people to think. <laughs> guys, guys, I know we have fun in this podcast. But like, I know we have fun. <laughs> and like, I, we all joke around, and that's cool and everything. But you know what I mean? Like, sometimes there we do have lines. Like, we do have lines. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, sorry, sorry, Brett. Sorry, Brett. She's actually 43. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you don't sound like I'm too young. Yeah, it's not social studies, you idiot. She teaches math. <laughs> um, and with that, right. hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Durant, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, Oh Dear Weekly, and all subsidiaries there in Fort to Which with me, as always, on the one podcast where we talk about the things that would make your mother clutch her pearls and yell, Oh dear, are my co-host, Brett Rabel, the Nick Whitmer. Yo, I got to come in already knowing one thing I want to talk to, especially Christian about. When you Rest, can wrestling, it. Stone Cold. Well, it's not. It's not even wrestling. It's actually Michael Keaton as Batman, mm-hmm. because I finally, for the first time ever, watched a Michael Keaton Batman movie. I watched. I think it's just called Batman. Jack Nicholson is the Joker, uh-huh. and yo, Christian is that Batman. He, you, and your Christian has a bit from his uh, hour called where he. He talks about getting high with his brother, and at one yeah. point, his brother's just freaking out, and he's just like, "Ah, Michael Keaton's the best Batman." First off, yeah. the entire the entire movie, that's all I could think about was um, that you're about uh, to watch the best Batman. Uh, uh, <laughs> I could only hear Christian's voice yeah. in my head. Um, and uh, before you go on, that is a popular sentiment, by the way. Is- um, a lot of people say that, and I have to be honest with you, I haven't seen those movies since I was like nine, ten years old. So I don't know if it holds up. It's like because there's so many iterations of Batman, I've had real no reason to go back right. and watch the Batmans from when I was a kid. Um, so I haven't seen any of the Batmans I saw when I was a kid, except right. maybe in short bursts on like, you know, TBS or something TNT, on TV. Yeah. yeah, like, and I don't even know if I've I think the last one of those I saw was like the Val Kilmer ones. And I remember being kind of puzzled by Val Kilmer as Batman. But yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really eager to hear you the fresh perspective on how well Keaton's Batman holds up. I, uh, I, I just watched Batman, the original 1989 Batman with Jack Nicholson, like a couple of weeks ago. With Jack oh, wow. Nicholson. Yeah. So, so the I'm, same one I watched fresh, like literally yeah. a week ago. 
Yeah, which wasn't my favorite Batman when I was growing up because I was it was 1989. I was like three years old, so I never saw it. I saw Batman Returns first, which is the one with Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer as the Penguin and Catwoman, respectively. Mm. So that was always is my that favorite. the one that Jim Carrey was in, or is he no, in the first one? That's Batman Forever. He's in that's 95. Him and Tommy Lee Jones. That's with right. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, that's the one that I, I I tuned in for for a little bit on yeah. when I was um, uh, yeah. They let Val Kilmer be Batman. Yeah, they it's did. weird, dude. It's really weird. People forget how big of a star Val Kilmer. Yeah, he was, was. ninety five. He was kind of like who would be the analog? He's like he was Bradley Cooper, maybe. Uh, somebody kind like of. like he was like the guy, maybe. Yeah, like, huh. but he was more of an act. Like he was. Yeah, more he was like more of an actor guy. Movie star, like. Yeah. It's weird. Like he's more of an action movie star a little bit in '95, which made sense for him to be Batman. But like, right? Huh. Yeah, like, you're right because he did. He did do the action route. Maybe someone um, who's like a contemporary action star. That's so funny because the comic book movies and like, there's yeah. been. It's it's hard to pick. <laughs> pick someone who yeah the, the game has changed so much i say the game yeah. what a douche like i'm like oh dude the game's game's changed bro i know because i'm in the game so that's why i call it the game because you know i just like you know that's just how i refer to it because uh, you yeah. know it's, I'm, it's just life's a game bro you know <laughs> all these like- cats <laughs> <laughs> all these cats running around man we're just young cats trying to get cast oh boy well, you anyway Joel Edgerton being Batman or something now, like yeah, someone like or like Tom, maybe not Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's a little bit bigger. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. It's just weird, Uh, Michael Keaton, because I I had no idea what to expect going in. Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne has autism. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like not even doing a joke. Like I remember watching and. The reason he wasn't this like smooth debonair Bruce Wayne that I've seen in movies. Yeah. He was. I, 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 he just is like awkward and aloof. Yeah. Kind of in like he's not suave at all. Yeah. And it, I think if it does work, it's because he is a billionaire orphan who is a like he's bad at talking to people because he would be if he grew up with that upbringing. Right. Did it's you funny. get that too? I'm not even kidding. I think he literally is like weir- a weirdo, like anti-socialist no. weirdo. He's definitely got that. And you got to remember it's a Tim Burton movie. So like so, <laughs> it makes yuck. more sense when you got Tim Burton is so yuck. creative force behind it. But it's interesting because like as a kid and stuff, like I always thought Michael Key was the best Batman because his – it's fucking his eyebrows. <laughs> like <laughs> they just fit the costume well or whatever. Like he just has like a cool look as Batman. He's good eyes for Batman and a good chin. But like, yeah, like it, if you watch the dark Knight stuff first and that Bruce Wayne versus this Bruce Wayne, you're like, what the fuck? Like, why did everybody think that was good? Right. Christian Bale is the best Bruce Wayne in my opinion. Um, but definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It but came like, through. I mean, he, the entire movie that, first off, that Michael Keaton Batman movie is a straight up comedy. It's a it is a capital C comedy because Batman every time he holds his hands up like this, like a bat, yeah, and it's just like 
you're not intimidated by seeing the Batman. You just think it's hilarious. He doesn't even do anything. He beats up like two crooks in the beginning of the movie. And that's kind of the extent of his superhero saving. Anyway, I just, uh, Michael Keaton, autism, and it's just not. It's kind of, it's funny because I got to go back and check because recently, just by the happenstances of things, one, I saw the new Batman movie in theaters when it came out like a month or so ago. And then this past weekend, me and Sarah got, well, it was really hit Sunday night, but we got really sick. We got a stomach bug. So Sunday night, all day, Monday, Tuesdays were just not good at all for us. So when you're sick, what do you do? You just watch movies and shit. So I watched um, the first time Batman versus Superman, and then I attempted to watch the Snyder cut, and I just couldn't make it. I, I had to cut it off like an hour 30 in, and literally nothing happens that you give a shit about. Um, but watching Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, I was kind of puzzled well, the one that's Batman versus Superman, like I was texting with Christian watching it. It's such a mess of a movie. It's yeah. so like I told Christian, I was like, it's like the, every 20 minutes of the movie is directed by somebody else. Like it's the weirdest. You're watching a movie and it's super dark and weird. And, de- and then it just cuts to like a wide desert apocalyptic hellscape. You're like, oh, now I'm in Mad Max. Like we're in a different yeah. movie now. And then it cuts to like a weird sci-fi like tentacles with Lex Luthor. It's like the different settings of the movie were just so weird to be juxtaposed next to each other. Like usually when you watch a movie, like the coloring schemes and everything are it's, it's all the same. So like you're watching, but like this one was just so jarring and like, I just, and then Batman, like, like, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I, I guess it's just like he was the most fine, okay, fine, Batman and Bruce Wayne. And they really dropped the ball in what could have been a, a, a cool cool Batman, which would have been like an older Batman. Yeah. And they didn't really lean into that enough. And I don't know. I just thought it was kind of like everything about it was like, okay, I guess that happened. Like nothing cool, nothing so egregious. But – just the most like meh whatever Batman there, there I've ever seen. Yeah, Ben Affleck. It never felt right. Ben Affleck is not Bruce Wayne. He's not. Ben, like the reason Christian Bale works so well is because he's a really good smarmy douchebag. He's really good at just playing, just American like this Psycho. like cocky, egotistical, like just smarmy. And Ben Affleck doesn't. <clears throat> fully have that vibe he's listen yeah a little too jacked yeah there's certain aspects of like i thought ben affleck would work better than it did and i think in a different version of it it would have worked better but i think the problem with ben affleck which is what you don't get with christian bale is christian bale is um like a very he he becomes who he plays like he he can be he can be uh Bruce Wayne and Batman and he can be Dick Cheney and he, you know what I mean? Like he, he just like when he became Mickey Ward and when he became the, the, (laughs) the the British driver in Ford versus Ferrari, like he always feels like the character he's playing. You never go, Oh, this is Christian Bale. And Ben Affleck's approach is like a little different where Ben Affleck just always feels like Ben Affleck in every movie he's in. And it's not to say Ben Affleck's not a good actor because that, that is like a legit, strategy of acting like jason um 
Bateman was talking about this. He's like, yeah, I just play a version of myself in every movie. I don't get too deep into characters because I don't like the whole method acting thing. And, and it's just like, you know, if I'm in a drama, then I, then I'm the, I, like I, he's like, as a human being, I have a range of my own emotions that I tap into. If I'm doing a serious drama, then I tap into my serious drama side. If I'm doing a comedy, then I tap into my comedy side. And it's not about changing the physical and other characteristics of the person to become like a vessel for the character the way somebody else does. So I think with Batman, you kind of have to have that type of actor um, to play Batman. Otherwise, it's just, oh, that's George Clooney. You know, like, oh, that's right. that's Ben Affleck. Right. Yeah. That's George Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I mean, a couple of things like uh, Michael Keaton's Batman is like it, it's really funny and it's like really it, <laughs> no, it's, it's very like an awkward guy. Like he's he's in his house and he's having dinner with her and he's like, I've never been in this room before, you know, like yeah, that weird scene. And then he's like, uh, she like wakes up, he's hanging from the yeah, thing that's, like a bat. That's like, too that's, much. That's, that's too funny. much. <laughs> there's a couple what? things. There's what? A couple that things happens? Where, yeah. 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 He, he's, he's, so he's fully encapsulated a bat that he accidentally sleeps upside down and goes, oh shit, I forgot there's someone else here. Like that's, <laughs> he like, It's yeah. like she wakes up in the morning, he's already up doing his like hanging routine. That, right. that he hangs like a bat. She's, and like, Christ. you would immediately go like what the fuck is wrong with that guy but then you also go like well maybe that's just his workout thing but we all know like why is he fucking doing bat shit like yeah. <laughs> I, even as a why kid why is he eating thinking, crushed up berries only <laughs> yeah <laughs> even why as is a he kid, spreading a pandemic virus now <laughs> <laughs> they gotta make batman in the covid era bro <laughs> batman has to go to the wuhan lab and kick some ass <laughs> Are you trying to <laughs> spread this virus? Where is she? Who, Rachel? No, COVID nineteen. <laughs> but it's like no. a Joker. The Joker goes the whole time. You brought on the virus. And he's like, no, oh, what no. did I do? <laughs> Where's the trigger? <laughs> That's um, so funny. Where I need the ivermectin. <laughs> one thing I will say: what I like that, but they did with Ben Affleck's Batman is like. With the bat suit, they modulized his voice to be deeper and scarier, yeah. which made- is so much more uh, less comical than some guy going, where is he? You know, like yeah. Yeah. like the, the fact the- that they just built that in with a machinery part of the suit made it so much cooler, in my opinion, because it's like it wasn't as forced. They took two seconds, literally two seconds of movie time, screen time to explain it. Like they just had Alfred. Just go, oh, is, this, is the voice box fucked up? And he puts it on his throat and goes, yeah. Bah, 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 bah. And you can, under, you go, oh, yeah. It changes his voice for him. Cool. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and it makes it, so much, it's so much sense. <clears throat> no, um, I like a scene where Ben at, or where uh, Bruce Wayne is working with an acting dialect coach <laughs> on his, on his Batman voice. Yeah, on his Batman voice. <laughs> and he's like, is that too intense? Like, Rose. and no. like, yeah, it's some uh, you know some Juilliard trained acting coach. Yeah, I liked. Um, there's there's different stuff in every movie that I like. Uh, well, again, like Tim Burton could have you know it could have told Michael Keaton to tone it down like a little bit. There's famously the big famous scene where everybody goes whoa <laughs> is where uh, Jack Nicholson comes and you know like uh, harasses Kim Basinger and Michael Keaton's there and he goes uh, he's like. You want to get nuts? 
let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can see that. I can see Which Michael is- Keaton doing that. Yeah, he goes. He goes. That's a little too much. That's not whatever. But um, but knowing Tim Burton, he's probably on the side going more, more, more yeah, yeah, be bigger. I like dumb, absurd, terrible shit. So can you be terrible, please? Because everything Tim Burton makes is awful. Well, the Sorry. thing is, the thing that's funny is because like Batman, if you watch nineteen eighty nine Batman, it's very, it's almost <laughs> like a conventional superhero in a movie in a way. And then you watch Batman Returns, and because Batman. The original Batman was an enormous success, an enormous right. success in the 80s. And so, like, you get the impression on the second one, they were like, all right, just do whatever you want, Tim Burton. And he's like, I can. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, like, made the penguin an actual, like, weird orphan duckling boy. Yeah. And then, like, circus freaks are in there. And then Catwoman is, like, a lady who dies and gets resurrected by cats. Like, it's fucking, it's fucked up. I really like when things are plausible. Like, I know you have to suspend reality to a degree when you're watching any type of comic book or superhero movie. And there's always going to be things like, oh, you got bit by a spider. Really? That's going to be you have to just turn your mind off to some things. But the more plausible they make it, the more I think the more creativity they show. But when they're just like, oh, yeah, dude, she died next to a bunch of cats. And then she's Catwoman now. It's like, what? 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 Like, just make it make it somewhat plausible. Right. That never worked for me as a kid. I was like, um, I mean, I'll go with it, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure cats just eat dead people. Like when you die, like a cat lady dies in her house, the cats eat her face. Like yeah. they don't resurrect her into a, a dude or a, yeah. a hero. But I like um, um I do like Ben Affleck's. There's like one scene that's very, very Bruce Wayne is when he's at the, you know, fucking what's his name? Jesse Eisenberg's party. And right. uh, he's like looking for information or looking for Wonder Woman or whatever. He goes downstairs and then he's like putting on some like tracker or something. And he's like, all right, Alfred, I'm in the thing, putting on the little tracker. And then his like assistant comes down. The Lex Luthor's assistant comes down. And is like, hey, what are you doing? And he just starts pretending he's drunk. He's like, oh, man, this is like a great party. And then she's like, oh, you want to come upstairs? Yeah, yeah, I'll be right after you. Yeah, like, I thought right, so too. I got it, Alfred. <laughs> like, that's very yeah. Batman. Yeah. To be to do that. I was like, that's great. Yeah, there is moments. Like I said, I really think that there could have been a standalone Batman movie. And I think they tried to make one. I think it just it just didn't turn out for whatever reason. But a really good standalone Batman movie um, where the Batman is like the older version, like a Frank Lee type. Is it Frank Lee who did the Frank Miller? Frank Miller, who did Jim Lee is the other guy. Mm didn't Frank Miller do like a older Batman did, detective? Yeah. It's like kind of one of the most famous ones. It's called the dark Knight returns. It's like considered uh, it's like polarizing now because it's so, um, you know, when the eighties, when it came out, it was like Reagan's America. And it was like, it's like, it's like Gran Torino of Batman. It's like Batman, like get off uh, my, you fucking kids. Right. Fuck right. You, I'm going to fucking kill you punks. There's like the young, like the young, like gang, in the book is called like the mutants. Like mm-hmm. they're like punk kids, like eighties punk kids <laughs> like roaming Stream, the streets doing crying and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, like fuck the Batman. We eat blood. And he's like, you fucking kids. I'm the goddamn Batman. And like, he beats up Superman. That's a, a lot of that fight where Batman versus Superman is inspired yeah. by that book and um and a lot of it is even the suits the costuming stuff it, it's just but now it's like a very reactionary like take and people are like 
fucking think like Frank Miller's like a Trump. Like, I don't know if he is, Ugh. but he just gets that label of conservative old fucking fogey. Right. But what do you, what, like in reality, like, what do you think, how do you think a billionaire in the eighties would feel? <laughs> like, of course he would be like, you'd be like, get off my lawn. You fucking pukes. Yeah. <laughs> like, pukes. <laughs> he, would, he would call them pukes. And he would. Yeah. He's giving speeches about broken windows. Yeah. Policy, broken windows policy. That's why I'm working with Mayor Giuliani. <laughs> um, yeah, we also watched The Dark Knight again. Yeah, there you which, go. You know, it's uh it's it's good. I I will say like the the magic of it that I that I felt when I watched it for the first time. I, I there there are some flaws in the movie that I was too blind to see because of my love, but it's still. The best Batman movie. What are the flaws? And, uh, Thank you. It's, Thank it's, you. It's very, it's very good. Thank you for saying that, Wimmer. That needed to be said. <laughs> what are the flaws? After... <clears throat> well, there's a few. There's a few. I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, the, I think the Rachel character is is. Oh yeah. Is uh, I don't, I just don't. I just don't believe it. I don't. I I I like Batman's motivation of trying to trying to find the hero that Gotham needs and this, that, and the other is, is also coming in on him wanting to be with Rachel. And it just, I, I just never feel like he loves Rachel in any way. And her character's never really, I don't know. She's like, and I think the character change, the actress change doesn't help because yeah. uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal plays the character so much different. Yeah. So she has this like sassy kind of like attitude mm-hmm. thing that they first. So I, I guess it's like not a hundred percent the character's fault. The fact whenever you have an actor change, it's really hard to do. I think. I don't know. I just thought that that whole motivation and, and Rachel dying, and then Rachel dying really didn't seem to affect Batman at all. It just affected Harvey Dent. You know, like he here was one scene where he's crying and he's like, "She was gonna choose me, Alfred," and Alfred burns the letter. Then after that, he's like, all right, anyway, who's that lady? I'm good. <laughs> like, That's yeah. so funny. He's just at a sports bar. Yeah. That's funny. There's a yeah. couple weird ad- edits in that movie, too. Like the, when he kills Gamble. Yeah. It, it's such a weird like. I yeah. don't know. It's like they were too careful to try to make it PG thirteen or something. Yeah, but exactly. he has the knife in his mouth, and he's te- it's really dramatic, and he's telling the story, and then it makes this weird noise, and it Ching! cuts, and then all and of a sudden he just falls. I'm like, so he slipped, he slit his lip open, and he died instantly. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> I was like, what? That weird. was such. A, I mean, it's, it's way more. That's way more cinematically interesting than like, oh fuck, oh fuck, <laughs> ah, <laughs> oh my god, what the ah. Dude, Dude I'm a scar. I get it. I Fuck, I'm here on your team. What do you want? Oh my god! Damn Dude. it! Dude. <laughs> Dude, one of my favorite things in the Righteous Gemstones is like they I, did I say this already? But like, anyway, they tied this dude up. Um, you know, one of the members of their crew is they have to figure out who's a snitch. And then these guys are all like middle-aged, like nothing guys. They're not like hardened criminals or anything. So they tied one of their dudes up and like, who'd you tell? Who'd you tell? And he's like, I didn't tell anybody. He didn't do anything. They put a knife to his neck and all this stuff. The scene goes on for like two minutes and then they realize he hasn't said anything. So they untie him. He goes, dog, you guys play too much. (laughs) (laughs) 
That should have been in the dark net. Yeah. Shit, man, you play too much. <laughs> I know you're the Joker, but come on. Um, yeah, funny. they desperately wanted a PG-13 movie, which I think is actually kind of a little. I don't. I don't really have this opinion, but I think you can make this argument is that it's a little irresponsible to not be rated R to, for the Joker to like, right. You know, he shoves a pencil in a guy's ear and he slices this dude's face off and all this like horrible shit. He shoots a guy point blank in the face with a shotgun. Yeah. Like to not show that violence is a little bit like, it's it, it fine it, for kids. Yeah, right. And also like, it sort of like makes the Joker less like fucking evil. Like you, you don't see him, you don't see the horror of what he's doing. So you go, right. like, oh, I want to be the Joker because he's a fucking badass and he causes chaos like me at 13 years old at my Hot Topic. Like, right. <laughs> I, I mean? By the way, one of the scenes that didn't age well for me, and, and it's just because we went through the, the pandemic, was the, the ferry scene where they put the two groups yeah. of people in the in the boats. and like, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm telling you right now, in 2022, if you put a group full of Democrats and a group full of Republicans... Oh they would blow each other up in 14 seconds. There'd be no debate. They'd be like, oh, the liberals are over there. Cool. Let's blow them up. And then the other side would be like, oh, the racists are in that boat. Blow them up. Like, we're so divided in the whole of, like, I know the message of the movie that it's not going to be cynical or whatever, but I just rolled my eyes. I was like, you really think, you really think they wouldn't have done it? Because I, come on. Both of those people would have blown each other up. The Joker's right. Like, in 2022, it would have been like, I've given you guys two buttons and, and just <laughs> like, wait, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> he would have been so, uh, he would have been underwhelmed. He'd be like, damn it. I wanted that to be more of a theatrical thing. <laughs> just put any, you'd be like oh, the other, everybody in this boat's vaccinated. The other boat's not vaccinated. Yeah. Everybody would be like, the unvaccinated people like well they made their choice they could have got vaccinated but it's fu- they fucked up you know and then the other people would be like bunch of sheeple in that boat over there yeah who needs them <laughs> yeah so it, it like that was where i was kind of like i i'm obviously you can't make a batman movie where you're making a social commentary that we're all fucked um you know but i i just went like yeah right like i i think i might have believed that when i first saw the movie like a, a younger version and a more idealistic version of myself would be like, yeah, good job, Debo. Way to throw that thing out the thing. I, I think, <laughs> but nah, <laughs> now I'm like, I know too much, dude. Yeah. Hey, and one thing we could uh, switch subjects and, you know, do the OD or spin on mm-hmm. um, very OD or like way of approaching it. Uh, did you guys see uh, OJ? Finally weighed in. OJ weighed in on the slap. Oh, I loved it, dude. It was the best video of all time. Oh wow, I haven't seen this or heard. He, he OJ, comes. Yeah. He, he starts up and he's like, "I know you guys usually ask me about football, but you've been asking. <laughs> he's like, you guys have been asking me about this, so I feel like I should address it." <laughs> it's, just, it's just like oh, really. He, people have people are asking you about it. He is yeah. a brilliant comedic mind. OJ is a brilliant comedic mind, man. Unintentionally, he has no idea why he's funny. Does he? Dude, there's no way he has that self-awareness. He's so he thinks he's loved. He's a sociopath. He thought I mean, he could get away with murdering his wife and his 
wife's boyfriend and guess what he, he did, did. he so didn't maybe... get away with it he did not get away with it he was found innocent and we need to <laughs> respect our legal institutions unfortunately honestly and one of the main dark marks as an oj fan was that <laughs> he did steal that sports memorabilia and yeah, honestly yeah, that's yeah. like uh, that does that's put a stain line. on his legacy if yeah. i'm being honest as an oj yeah. fan but yeah. um yeah that was what he uh weighed in on and he he said the direct quote, um, he said, um, look, I understand the feeling, uh, in oh my, my life. God, he didn't say that. <laughs> he said, look, I understand the feeling. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. Oh no to like, it's tarnishing like OJ. No <laughs> more <in> trouble. <laughs> don't OJ don't tarnish your legacy. Yeah. <laughs> It was such a sterling legacy. He said, look, I understand the feeling. We've all wanted to slap a waiter or two upside the head. No, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say that. Oh, God. He didn't say uh, that. Man. He said, look, I understand the feeling. In my life, I've been through a lot of crap. When I was raising two young kids and every comedian in the country had an OJ routine. And don't think I wouldn't want to be slap a couple of those guys. But you gotta accept it too. Thank God, just, OJ censored. He said, "B slap." He I just love that himself. idea. He's like, "Dude, I'm a, I'm wholesome. I I can't do this for my fans. I'm a, I'm a family star. Like yeah. I can't just say these words." And uh, yeah, OJ B slapping. But you gotta accept it's humor. I mean, it is. You know, it is a good take. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. I mean, OJ. who had other who than Michael Jackson? Who had more jokes be had about yeah, really. them in the '90s than OJ? Who knew OJ would be the voice of restraint? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so funny in the Academy Awards if, like, <laughs> you, you know, you know, you, at least I've watched so much of the like other angle footage, and yeah. it's mostly just like Chris Rock standing there. And if for some reason it was like, here's the alternate alternate angle footage. And you see at the Academy Awards, OJ is comforting Will Smith. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. OJ got invited? Yeah. Like there's another dimension where OJ never did that. And he's like at the awards this year with Will Smith. Just fucking. He's a fellow nominee. Yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award. Chris Rock had that bit. Yeah, I know. Chris Rock had that bit about OJ where he's like, I'm not saying he should have killed her. But I understand. Yeah. <laughs> this is like OJ's subtle, like yeah, you know. I and then he you. predicted OJ writing the book. I think Did he even he really? predicted the name of the book. Yeah, the he had that years. joke. Chris Rock had that joke. He's like, OJ should write a book about. I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have done it. And then literally, he did. Yeah. He tried to, and then it got kiboshed or whatever. Like, yeah, you're not allowed to make money off of your crimes and this, that, and the other, which is a good good rule if i did it if i did it i think we talked about it before but do you ever see the cover of the book it just says the title is if i did it and if is really small and i did it is in yeah it's huge yeah (laughs) i did it it's so funny it's i was watching one of the other pleasures i've had recently is we've been rewatching nathan for you which Mm -hmm. is the fucking funniest tv show one of the funniest tv shows the last 20 years that no one talks about it's like so goddamn good but they do the parody starbucks 
Yeah. Have you seen this? So dumb basically, like, yeah. They, yeah, they call it dumb Starbucks. And then he, they, they use parody law to be like, we're allowed to use your logo because we're calling you dumb. We're making fun of you, you know, like. Yeah. So, but on the big sign out front, dumb is like really small and it just says Starbucks and everybody mm-hmm. who walks in thinks they're at a Starbucks. But then you order like a dumb Frappuccino or a dumb, you know, mocha yeah. latte or whatever. Um, truly, truly, truly one of the funniest people. God, that, that, yeah, Nathan for you was a, uh, yeah, that was a probably like the best comedy of that decade on television comedy. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe because that, like, the shit he did was making the news. Like, that dumb Starbucks thing was actually local news and, and even national news was covering. Someone opened up a dumb Starbucks. And like, <laughs> what the hell's going on? And then another couple stories. Uh, he, he had national coverage, two people or, or local coverage and stuff. People were like, I can't believe someone would do this. And it was all fake. Like, he was a master prankster. Yeah. <clears throat> speaking of which, speaking of pranks and jokes and stuff, the Jackass crew invaded WrestleMania this year. <laughs> so now oh we get to boy. WrestleMania. Here we go. Yeah. I like how crazy. Christian tried to find a way to get us because he knows we do like the Jackass guys. So he's like, how can I get <laughs> Brett and Whitmer a little bit excited to talk WrestleMania? No, the Jackass my- crew invaded, huh? I saw my yeah. boy Pat McAfee got stone cold stunned or whatever. Yeah. Pat- that McAfee- was awesome. He's a commentator, but Pat McAfee is like, I mean, he's really, uh, he's a real, he's an actual superstar. Like he, he gets he in be, the yeah. ring and talks that shit. He, and, uh, he can actually wrestle and like, he did a match. He did a full match yeah. and, uh, which he's done before, but like, this is on the biggest stage and all this stuff. And he like, he's really good. And he's, he makes some of the people that actually are wrestlers like look stupid. Because he's so good at talking, he's so good at talking to a crowd, so good at like what they call getting himself over and turn like making him <clears throat> himself a star to the audience, right? And then he uh, he came out, and then Vince McMahon was at ringside for the whole match. Pat McAfee wins the match, and then he motions to Vince like, "Now you, old man, like come fight me." So Vince like pretends to take his jacket off or whatever and then everybody's like oh whatever and then vince actually takes his jacket off and like takes his thing off and then he has a match pat mcafee had a match with vince mcmahon at 76 years old that's so funny vince mcmahon i I tweeted this it looks like they took an old man's head and put it on a slightly less old man's jack body (laughs) it's the fucking weirdest thing like his neck is like it literally looks like the grandma from Futurama. Like, like when he's in the suit, like it's so weird. Like his neck is too thin, but his body's jacked and his head is kind of small. It's really odd. Like you got to see the pictures. Just look up Vince McMahon, WrestleMania. How Mac. old is he now? He's 76. You got to think like. He also man. took the worst stunner ever. Let me see oh, if I did. can find it. Um, you gotta. I mean, you gotta. You gotta respect Vince McMahon in a weird way. For the show, way. the showmanship of Pat McAfee. By the way, I saw the Stone Cold Stunner thing. Yeah, he like they were chugging beers. Then he got Stone Cold Stunned, and as he like went down, he like spit all the beer out of his mouth. Yeah, like that was like I don't know if he somehow planned that or just did that in the moment, but like, yeah, I was no. like, you know, what's weird is that up. Uh, a, an NFL former NFL punter <laughs> it makes me interested in wrestling. I know, isn't he a Super Bowl champion? 
Uh, yeah, he won the Super Bowl uh, with the with the Colts too. But like the the punter position in football is like often a laughed at position because they're yeah. like there's just a bunch of nerds. They don't practice with the team. Yeah, like they're just separate. They're just a specialist who comes in and punts the ball. Like, and um, but McAfee like. He he was known for one being an excellent punter, like really really good punter. But he was also like one of the guys, which that never really happens on a team when the punter is like one of the guys. And he also what does it mean? Just one of the guys, like the guy, like one of the guys in the locker room, like a captain, like a guy who hanging out with people, like like it's like a specialist. You know, it's like a I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example that it it would be like if. I don't want to say like a stand-in on a movie set because uh, that that doesn't do him justice. But punters are like, usually like emo Batman in the corner. They're they're just, they're just like they do their job, which is to punt the ball. Yeah. There's really no reason for them to do anything else. He happened to be the holder for the field goal team too, which actually a lot of punters are holders. Actually, I think all of them are now, um, which is another job, but another specialist job. Like field goal kickers and punters are the outsiders of the team because there's no reason for them to sit in on team meetings where they're talking about the strategy of the game because they they just go kick, like go outside and kick. So while the other team's getting yelled at by the coaches, the punter is outside punting. You know what I mean? So like there's the natural separation of that. So for like a punter to be like one of the guys in the locker room is really hard to pull off. So he's just very likable. And he, you know, he did stand up, right after he retired too. And I thought he was actually really funny, like not in like a structural sense of like a seasoned comedian, but he just had funny stories and he's a very entertaining guy. He's a guy who could have easily done stand up if he wanted to put in, you know, a bunch of years, like figuring out how to do it more efficiently. But uh, yeah, he's just a very, very uh, talented underrated athlete because he's a punter like a lot of that's another thing a lot of people don't think punters are good athletes and a lot of them aren't they're just good at the one thing but he played multiple sports and like he was actually athletic and like he did a lot of other things i mean that's one of those things where it's like you're still a pro athlete dude like you're still a pro athlete you're still working on your body every day yes you're right he is not as athletic as a wide receiver right who the hell is Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Those are the most athletic people in the country but and I guess, in like, the world. Where it comes from is like we've seen in the NFL, there's been moments where like a play breaks down and you see a field goal kicker attempt to throw a ball and you realize that he hasn't thrown a ball in his life and he throws really terribly. And you're like, you dude, you're, you're not an NFL, you're on an NFL team. You can't throw a 15 yard pass. Like most of us can throw a 15 yard pass. Like what, how do you, how did you never learn to throw a ball? Like that, that's a stereotype with a lot of kickers or you see like a, a kicker. Um, you see a kicker. Uh, oh my God. The, this video that Christian just sent this gift of the stone cold stunner. Oh my God. He's like, <laughs> oh, no. After he did it, Steve Austin was visibly laughing because it was so bad. Oh, no. It's so bad. (laughs) Like, he doesn't help Steve Austin at all in doing this. You can tell that when a wrestling match goes right, it's because the other person is a willing participate participant in their stunning. (laughs) Like, like he just, he just is a 76 year old man, dude. He's also uncoordinated to begin with. Yeah. He's 76. In his defense, the fact that he's still out there kind of letting himself get ragdolled around yeah. is yeah. a remarkable feat. Right. And for a guy with a giant ego, it is 
Like if Trump was the owner of wrestling, he would never let somebody stun him. I don't think he did. Did he? Yeah. Trump, Trump actually took the second worst stunner of all time. Oh, I got to see that. What is How did it? that? Not, how was that not like a Joe Biden? Like when you're running for president, that like why didn't the Joe Biden team superimpose Biden's face on Stone Cold and then be like, "This is what we're gonna do to Trump this November"? <laughs> like, yeah. like what are you doing? Like, how are you not? Well, come on. That Trump doesn't been... even like fall. Trump falls like seven minutes later. It's so weird. If you've oh, ever seen man. this, I gotta see uh, this. You man. know what? I will say. Uh, you know what? Old men who are jacked. It's really gross. I, I really think if you're an old man, you can don't be jacked. It because yeah. it's not natural. Like yeah. you're not meant to be jacked. You're you can still remain a fit old man, of course. <laughs> but yeah. I mean that jacked. That jacked only comes from pills. And and probably also weightlifting, but pills. Even just weightlifting wouldn't be enough for you to get that stay that jacked. Like you ever see those like commercials that are like for old men to be jacked? Yeah, it's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. It doesn't look good on anybody. It doesn't look good on anyone because the skin is like flabby or flabby. Oh my god, this almost looks like Trump is an act, like a fake Trump. Like they found like a yeah (laughs) a stunt double version of Trump because like the way his hair comes, it looks like his wig is falling off. Well, yeah, he tries to protect his hair. If you notice at the very end, he's like, "Oh my hair, my hair." He doesn't even go down, which is so stupid. Like he doesn't. He just stays on his feet the whole time. McMahon just like falls. McMahon's issue was he fell too early. Yeah. He he fell all the way down when he shouldn't have. And then he tried to recover by like going to the ropes. And then it just was a disaster. Yeah. He is definitely better than Trump. But (laughs) man, what a mess. Also, Also like. What is going on in this Trump? There's like a, is that a drum set? <laughs> what, what <is> that? <laughs> yeah. And a hospital cart? <laughs> like what, what, what is going yeah. on in this video? Yeah, I'm sorry, this might weird. be tough for people who are. Yeah, yeah. There's a gif of, if you go in tenor, T-O-N-R dot com, and then just look up, it's a, it's a, you search for gifs. Just look up stunner WWE gifs and you'll just see the Donald Trump, Trump stunner one. and yeah. McMahon, you'll find and it. And then McMahon stunner, you'll see exactly Honestly, what we're talking about. The Trump being unable to take a stunner well from Stone Cold really, yeah, is among the worst things he did in his life. <laughs> right? I have to say, I have to say so. Yeah, I mean, come I mean, on, dude. I forgive a lot of stuff, kids in cages, but <laughs> the stunner. Muslim man, but I mean, you can't take a stunner from Stone Cold. Christian, would your is your showbiz dream like, wouldn't it be to do wrestle to do WrestleMania? Oh, to man. be like a celebrity who gets to come out. I don't know if I would want that. I think I'd just, I'd maybe. I, I would like to enjoy it uh, at ringside. You could do your whole like little Christian thing. You could dress as Batman or whatever you want. <laughs> I'll show up and make fun, uh, um, make fun of uh, some whatever town they're in. You know, Las Vegas, this place is a fucking dump. <laughs> they don't let you curse, but. <laughs> God, I remember when we saw wrestling, uh, it was Impact Wrestling. Yeah, um, like a friend of my sister's, Johnny Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Mundo, John Morrison. He, 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 I, somebody he, just he, said he's Johnny something else right now. This yeah. is his fourteenth iteration of, of Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, he's. Uh, I believe he's no longer in WWE. He's not, which I'm sure is a gift and a curse to be in WWE because yeah. it's the gift of like you know kind of the Disney of wrestling, the biggest yeah. one, the biggest a paycheck. Curse biggest paycheck but curse because you're probably uh you know you're 
hand, uh, handcuffed a, a bit. Handcuffed, creatively especially. Yeah. Anyway, I went to him when he was in Impact. He was like the face of Impact. And I remember, so funny, because it was like, uh, one of the group of wrestlers was called the Desi Hitman. Yes, the Desi Hit Squad. The Desi Hit Squad, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yes, yes, they yes. came out and they were playing. Whenever it's a, they're, they're an ethnic group, like it said, they're Desi. Yeah. So it's all these like Desi dudes and they, you know, are coming out and their theme song is like Snake Charmery. Yeah. And you're like. Snake Charmy Punjabi kind of sound. Punjabi and you're like, oh shit. Uh, and they're the villains. Yeah. So they're playing the heels. Yes. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I like rooting against the minority. but exactly, uh, yeah. Here we go. And my brother Jordan was yelling the funniest shit because they were playing the heels. And one of their roast jokes was, I hear New York is the big apple, but I've walked around. It's more like the rotten apple. Yeah. yeah. And my brother Jordan was going, boo, <laughs> but not because of your race. <laughs> boo. Like, totally separate from your race. You yeah. suck. You yeah. suck. Divorced from your skin. <laughs> Just to make it clear, this isn't a race thing. <laughs> that was really funny. God, that's We're hating really you on the content of your character. Yeah. Well, he was like, uh, he said, um, I, I don't even know if I said it loud enough, but uh, he goes, uh, I hate New York City. This place is a dump. And I said, I think you'd like it if you spend more time here. <laughs> Just give it a chance. It would grow on you. That was a really oh, fun night. There's like that so many people we saw that night are in now WWE or in AEW. It's like crazy. I, my favorite part was when this guy Brian Cage comes out. And uh, if you're listening to this, just look up Brian Cage and uh, you'll understand why this is so funny. Um, let me just pull up his picture for you guys. Why is he? Just well, you'll remember him when you see or maybe I don't know if you were. Maybe, maybe went to the bathroom. But like, anyway, look at this dude. So as soon as we saw him come out, he's like 6'2 or something. Is, did it show up or is the picture? No, it didn't show up, but it's fine. He's Shit. like 6'2". He's like 6'2", and he's fucking like muscles Ripped. on muscles on muscles. Yeah. And like, it's so obvious he's a steroid case. Like, that to the point where he, I'd never seen him before and Jordan hadn't. And like, so he comes out and Jordan and I just start fucking laughing at each other. We just start <laughs> guffawing over at each other because he's so, in, like, obviously. Overly ripped. Steroids. Like, yeah. obviously. And we're like, dude, that doesn't. He looks like he's gonna pop. Like if you pin, like if you prick him with a needle, the muscles inflate. <laughs> once you got those big, once you got muscles like the neck muscles, that's yeah. like a dead giveaway that you're yeah. roided up, man. Yeah. And, Jor and Jordan, my brother, like as a guy who has done CrossFit for yeah so long, Jordan can't stand another man. Any man more fit or jacked than Jordan, yeah. Jordan immediately goes to, to he's he's taking roids. He can't he can't no deal with another man just having like a, a better yeah, body. Genetics. If a man has a better body, he's like, dude, he's on roids. <laughs> can't be genetics. He's like, so no, funny. No, no, no. He's like, because I'm pushing genetic like genes to the, the their brink, and this is as <laughs> jacked as I can get. It's like he knows how hard he works, and he's like, if I haven't gotten those 
shoulder yeah. things. How the fuck do you get them? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Ooh, that's is, man. WrestleMania. There's one thing we should talk about. I know Brett and I have some news. I think we were planning on sharing it yesterday, but we should probably start telling people about it now. Christian and I are having a baby. We decided. That's true. We what got Chris? married in a civil ceremony. <laughs> um, our, uh, so we've talked about it before. We wrote a screenplay called Race the Movie. Um, we sent it out and uh, we won some screenplay competitions. And it was really cool and really exciting. Some managers and agents got a hold of it. Uh, there was some interest. But like the most of the thing, it's about race. <laughs> Obviously, if you weren't uh, sure, it's a, a parody. It's like a it's like a screwball parody of like Green Book and all the Black Pain movies, Oscar bait, white savior movies, and um, so it got some traction. And one of the biggest notes was like, "This is really funny, but uh, oof, <laughs> like this is very yeah. touchy." Um, so we were like, "Man, we felt like we were kind of in a corner for a bit." just waiting and waiting to hear back from different people. We're like, how do we get this like to people? How do we get like an audience to see this? So we decided to do it as a play. Um, so it's called race, the movie, the play. And um, we sent it out. We got in contact with some producers and stuff and we got accepted into the New York theater festival. Yeah. For this summer. So we have tickets. Uh, we have three shows going to be on sale or they're on sale right now and the dates are june 23rd june 25th and june 26th um we'll post a link in our social media and tell you more about it in the social media and figure out how you can buy tickets to those shows but this is a really cool thing we're very excited about it we're working really hard to like get it um get it on the stage but uh yeah it's it's really exciting and we hope everybody can come out and see it <clears throat> Hell yeah, yeah, man. We have no idea what we're going to do. None. None. I don't uh, know how we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, yeah. I was, <laughs> all I'm saying right now is like stuff like this is the best way of getting stuff. Because because in my, my opinion, this has more wheels than just doing it as a play. And by, when I, I'm saying that, I don't mean to diminish it as like just a play. A play is an amazing thing. But like in my opinion, your guys' script was so funny that but it was just they were it was too risky for someone to make because mm -hmm. of the the subject matter it would literally take someone like jordan peele for only somebody like that where people trust like yeah. you know a record of you know doing movies about something like that that they would green light the idea because everybody's a pussy and no one wants to put themselves out there so doing it as a play is genius because i think it'll show that it's everybody actually will find it funny because it's not I mean, it's definitely risky, but I think everybody, the the humor in it is is, it's not like it's like crazy. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, it's not like I guess it's edgy, but it's not like uh, absurd or something to where like only a few people would get it. It's like yeah. we've all seen these movies, and like we've done a few table reads of this script, and like everybody in the cast laughs during it. Like we've all been through these movies, and the, it's just really well written by you guys. So, and it's going to force you to put something out there by June. So yeah. I think it's, it's, it's good. It's really good. I'm, I'm happy for you guys. Well, yeah. It's uh, been a hell of a process getting the sucker people in it, but I mean, you know, I mean, just to tell about the process, Christian, and I talked with a uh, week, like a drag, a, kind of a drag New York drag legend yesterday. 
um, mm-hmm. about playing one of the characters and um, he seemed uh, very interested. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where I really do think if we get all the dominoes lined up, yeah. like, man, I think this thing will take off. Yeah, or I do. Uh, 100%. And we'll be happy we made it anyway because I'm not yeah. going to be like, damn it. I spent my time making the thing I really wanted to make. Yeah, exactly. I'm not yeah. going to go, fuck. I shouldn't have done nah, that. Dude. I should have just played more online chess. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's true. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. And I think, man, I'm, I'm really excited for people to see it and how it's going to come across and a little terrified as well because I know I don't even know if we have a 90 minute story yeah do you think so because the play you're only allowed the theater festival New York theater festival you're only allowed 90 minutes yeah um and uh yeah it's like we're kind of probably on the cusp close yeah I mean well well, you're cutting down to 90 though not adding right yeah we're cutting it's always it's always yeah I was gonna say it's way easier to cut down to 90 than it is to add like if you only had 75 pages and you're like fuck we need more (laughs) like yeah (laughs) uh that would be a way bigger problem like you can you can definitely you can definitely do it yeah we'll figure it it out but yeah anyway so that's uh tickets are on sale right now uh which is kind of crazy considering like we're still putting it together and um no but it's exciting it's like a fire under the ass and uh where can they get tickets um, New York Theater Festival. I'll put a link up. Um, but if you just Google New York Theater Festival Summerfest for 2000, um, I almost said 2002, 2022, NY Spring Summerfest, uh, NewYorkTheaterFestival.com, um, and just look up uh, shows by name. Ours is Race the Movie, the Play, and you should be able to see it. There's three shows: June 23rd, 25th, and 26th. So you can get your tickets now and um, yeah, we're happy to see you. I mean, it's not, it's not a huge theater. It's like a 75 um, seat theater. So it's like, yeah, it's going to be pretty comfortable and fairly intimate and it'd be really fun. Um, And there's three shows. So there's plenty of opportunities to see it. I think. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Rig's in it, if anyone's wondering, Wimmer's in it too. Yeah. I think you just found that out now. <laughs> no, no, I talked to Brett about it. All right. After the after the pod, I, I, I want to ask you a few questions and stuff about how it's going and everything, but we don't have to yeah. get into that now because there's some right. secret info that might not be ready to, for the public to hear. Street legal. But can we all- put – all white cast. What did you all say? white. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, if we have a link, whatever, we can all put it in our socials. So when you yep. after the show, go to our Instagrams or something, and we'll put the ticket links up so you guys can get tickets now. So yep. we. Anyway, I think is is that it? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Like, I think we just got uh, sullen by the the weight of the, the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I just like you, anytime it gets brought up, I'm like, oh fuck, there's so much to do. I know. I do too. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> there, there's like, a lot of work. There's so much work ahead set, of us. Set, it's like set designs and wardrobes and things like that. Plus, yeah, finishing out the cast and table reads yeah. and props. All and so many props. props. We have to have yeah. specific props. Yeah. It's all exciting though. Like the 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 actor we we were talking to yesterday brought up a point that I hadn't really considered, and like um, it it's it's something about costuming, and I was like, oh man, there's like, I think the script is already 
really funny on its own. But once you start adding costuming and stuff, oh, yeah. it, there's a whole level of more comedy you can do. Yeah. Um, just based on somebody's appearance and costuming and different I, yeah. things like that. So totally. It's, be, it's there's it's exciting. But anyway, anyway. NewYorkTheaterFestival.com, race the movie, the play is the play. Guys, get your tickets. And that's, I think that's my plug. <laughs> that's yeah. a good plug. By the way, Christian, what are your thoughts on doing a website called racethemovietheplay.com? And it, it just links to I, either where to get tickets or smart. the, just because that's like easy yeah. to say rather than yeah. like totally yeah. smart. all these things. Anyway, right sorry to, sorry to on the plug section have a strategy. <laughs> that's my no. plug too. Get tickets. It is, I, I, I'm so confident it's going to sell out. I am genuinely yeah. not worried about selling 225 tickets to this. Uh, I so probably should buy them now if you're hearing this and you're going to come. You should buy your tickets now. Right. Rig, follow that plug, Whitmer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, shit, yeah. I got to. Um, how about this? I'll just I'll post on my Instagram when race the movie, the play, the website is up. And uh, so go on my Instagram, Nick Whitmer, and uh, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, we'll be posting more information everywhere very soon. Guys, thank you so much. We will see you next week. Bye. Later.